Thanks for listening to a podcast from WSUM. The opinions expressed in this podcast do not reflect the views of WSUM, the University of Wisconsin-Madison, or its Board of Regents. 안녕하세요, 여러분. WSUM Free Flow의 인컨글시를 듣고 있습니다. 저는 DJ 희원입니다. Hi, everybody, and you are listening to In Conglish on WSUM Free Flow. I'm your host, h e e w a n And we're finally back after winter break. So last time you tuned in, we had a special episode featuring my dad. Um, shout out my dad. But now we are back, and it's just me this time. No special guest. 그래서 저번에는 우리 아빠 함께 이 프로젝트 했을 텐데, 근데 이번에는 방송은 그냥 저 혼자 할 거예요. 그래서... 지난번에는 우리가 학교 방학하기 전이라서 이제는 방학한 다음에 다시 방송을 하는데 제가 방학 동안 한국에 놀러 왔, 놀러 다녀왔어요. 근데 제가 한국에 있을 동안 되게 좋았었고요. 하고 솔직히 한국에 가기 전에 좀 긴장이 많았어요. 왜냐면 제가 특히 대학교에서 온 다음에는 가족하고 한국어 수업 밖에는 쓸 일이 거의 없어서 좀 한국어 능력을 많이 잃었었고 하고 이제 오랜만에 보는 가족도 만나는 거라서 좀어 많이 무서웠는데 근데 가보니까 너무 좋았어요. So over winter break, I was actually in Korea and truth be told, I was actually really scared of going to Korea, especially since I feel like once I moved to um, campus and I wasn't living with my family anymore, my opportunities to speak Korean drastically dropped. Um, I I really don't have any opportunities to speak in Korean except um, with my family and in Korean classes, but I'm not taking a Korean class this semester. If you were listening in last semester, you would know that I actually had a Korean poetry class. However, I have unfortunately taken all of the Korean language classes offered at UW. So I kind of, it's really up to me to continue to maintain my Korean. And that's part of the reason why I decided to start in Konglish. And I am really happy because I didn't, because in my mind, I thought, oh, I'm the only one who speaks Korean at the station that I know of. And I don't really know a lot of other Koreans on UW campus. So I really just thought like this show is to serve me and my purposes. But luckily, I have heard from other people who seem to really enjoy the show. So that's something that I've been very thankful for. 그래서 제가 한국에서 있을 때는 제가 어저께 생각을 했어요. 제가 한국에 다녀온 게 약간 크리스마스 느낌 같다고요. 왜냐면 제가 이제 한국에서 다시 돌아올 때 제가 학교 계약하기 한 이틀 전에 돌아왔어요. 근데 갑자기 다시 집에 일어나니까 뭐 한국에 가져온 선물 그런 같은 거 그런 그런 같은 거 있어서 약간 크리스마스 그전날 밤에 자서 다시 깨서 선물을 찾는 약간 그런 느낌이었어요. 이거 진짜 내가 한국에 다녀왔나? 그런 그 정도 막시 그런 생각도 했었고 하고 내가 갑자기 맨날 우리 할머니와 할아버지 함께 하루를 보내고 뭐 한국에 재미있는 거 맛있는 것도 먹고 이거 맨날 놀다가 이제 다시 한, 평생 이거 오랫동안 살았던 미국 웨스컨슨에서 다시 일어나니까 좀꿈 같았어요. 근데 제가 한국에 있는 동안 좀 약간 충격 받은 거 컬처 쇼크 리버스 컬처 쇼크 받은 거는 제가 한국에 있을 동안 
어 내가 그냥 한국 사람으로 자꾸 살았으니까 그게 되게 좋았어요. 왜냐면 다시 미국에 오니까 어 약간 race ethnicity 약간 그런 적의 이슈를 좀 다시 많이 느껴진 것 같아요. 왜냐면 제가 이제 다시 수업을 들으면서 그런 culture ethnicity 그런 쪽 공부를 많이 해서 그런 얘기하니까 제가 갑자기 어 그런 생각이 이루어졌어요. 한국 있을 때는 제가 뭐 말할 때 사람들이랑 그냥 잠깐 만날 때 제가 그냥 한국 사람으로 받아주니까 그게 되게 좋았어요. 왜냐면 제가 한국에 한 이틀? 이틀 있다가 제가 파마, 파마로 미용실을 갔어요. 근데 그 미용실에서 그 아줌마들이 저한테 얘기했어요. 뭐 한국어를 되게 잘한다고 그냥 내가 미국에서 공부한 한국 사람인 줄 알았다고 얘기했는데 저는 그것을 듣고 되게 놀랐어요. 왜냐면 솔직히 제 생각에는 제 한국어 능력이 좀뭐 나쁘지는 않은데 근데 완전히 평생 한국에서 태어나서 자른 그 정도는 아닌 것 같아서 되게 놀랐어요. 근데 그 미용실에 있었던 아줌마는 저한테 물어봤어요. 한국에 온 다음에 뭐가 제일 좋냐고 하고 제가 좀 고민하다가 뭐 가족이랑 같이 시간 보내는 것도 좋고 뭐 미국에서 좀잘못 먹는 한국 음식도 먹을 수 있어서 좋다고 얘기했는데 그 아줌마 말로는 아 그냥 한국에서 한국 사람으로 받아주니까 좋지 그렇게 얘기했으니까 생각해 보다가 어막아그 말이 맞네 그렇게 싶었어요. So something that kind of shocked me or I guess surprised me um, once returning to America was a reverse, like reverse culture shocks. Because in Korea, while I was there, I basically was just living as a Korean person. Like I've been told that when I speak Korean, I don't really have an accent. It's just sometimes the way that I choose to phrase things or the way that I form sentences sometimes. Um, kind of gives me away as someone who's not a totally native or fluent speaker. But for the most part, like on day to, like small day-to-day interactions, people are just like, yeah, that's a Korean person. And on like day two of being in Korea, I actually went to a hair salon to get my hair permed. Um, it turned out really well, by the way. I love how my hair turned out. Anyway, um, while I was at that salon, there are these two um, ladies there uh, who ran the salon and they were making small talk, you know. as they do when you're in a salon and they asked me oh like isn't it hard being away from home like what did you want to eat while you're away and they kept talking to me and eventually at one point um i think they said like oh you're so brave for um studying in america all by yourself and i was like oh no no um i'm actually i was actually like i'm korean american i was like i'm a kyopo Uh, I'm just visiting during break. And they're like, wow, we had no idea. We thought you were just a Korean person who is um, an international student in the U.S. So that kind of surprised me because while my Korean isn't bad, I've never really considered myself to have, or I don't know, to pass as a totally native or fluent speaker. So that was really surprising. And then one of the ladies, she asked me, what's the best part about being in Korea? And I said, well, it's really nice being able to see family because almost all of my family is still in Korea. And it's really nice to be able to eat food, like Korean food that I, that's kind of hard to access when you're in the U.S., especially in Wisconsin. Um, and she kind of built off of my answers and she said, yeah, it must be really nice just to be accepted as a Korean person in Korea. And I kind of realized like, yeah, that's, that's kind of it. And I feel like, honestly, when I was a kid, it didn't really register in my mind, like... I feel like I was just very accepting of 
oh, like I have my life in America and I have my life in Korea, if that makes sense. And now I feel like being older, like that kind of registers in my head a little bit more, especially because a lot of the classes that I take are about like culture and ethnicity and um, sort of like that area of, yeah, and sort of like that area. And I don't know, it was, and like now being back in classes and talking about um, culture and ethnicity, it kind of really surprised me like, wait, this is, it's kind of nice to not, I don't know, be in a marginalized group, if that makes sense. And to just to be like, oh, yes, like you are Korean. And I mean, I'm sure that if I lived in Korea for a longer period of time, that there would be more differences. Like even when I talk to some international students, they tell me like, oh, we don't consider you to be Korean. We consider you to be American. So I'm sure that if I lived in Korea for a long period of time, then more of those differences would arise. But on a very simple, like surface level, um, yeah, it was kind of the first time in my life where I real where I had that experience of, oh, like it's not because of your heritage that you're different. If that makes sense, I don't know, but yeah, th- like I feel like that was the first time in my life I ever experienced that, especially because this was my first time going to Korea, and before my mom would mostly handle most of the interactions, and my brother and I would just like follow her along like little ducklings. Um, so yeah, that was super interesting. And also going along with that, I met up with some friends um, who live in Daegu. So I actually was in Seoul for most of my trip, but then I went down to Changwon, which is like near Busan. Um, I feel like more people would know Busan than Changwon, but it's in, the, but it's like in a really um, similar area. So I was there for a couple days, and then on my way back up to Seoul, I decided to meet some friends who lived in Daegu, and um, we were just like hanging out. We went to a bookstore cafe we ate dinner um and basically while like over dinner they asked me um about i don't know i i don't think they asked me but we somehow got on the topic of me and like me learning korean or trying to or i guess just putting a lot of effort into maintaining the language and they asked me like oh why not learn a new language like your korean is already good and i told them well i kind of have that ambition because for me always growing up Um, Being born and raised in America, my parents always had these very strong values of you are a Korean person. Like even if you were born and raised in America, you are a Korean person. So you have to learn Korean, which when I was a little kid, my parents could attest to this. I would like they they would like have to drag me to like Korean school, like kicking and screaming because I was like, no, I like this is more homework. Why? But now I will say they were right. Like I'm very grateful that they forced me and my brother to learn Korean. But yeah, I don't know. I thought it was interesting because for Koreans who live in Korea, like, the language and the history is nothing special. It's just stuff that they learn in school. But for me, it feels more personal because it's something that I have to discover on my own. So, yeah, I don't know. I I don't want to say I had an identity crisis because it wasn't a crisis, but I had, a, like, a lot of realizations. And I've talked about it before on Inconglish about, okay, I'm responsible for this side of myself, but... I don't know. It's it's really different, you know, thinking of things in the abstract versus actually being there and like experiencing it. So those were just some of my small revelations um, of, again, like the experience of being a gyopo and the experience of talking and trying to understand the perspectives of like my Korean Korean friends. It's like, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like there's they're like even within um, Korean American or like the diaspora 
experience. There are so many differences on the spectrum of that. And I met and I met and I know some people who um, were pretty much raised in Korea their entire lives, but they went, but they like lived in the U.S. for one year when they were a kid, or like Canada or like some English-speaking country for for one year, and then they came back. But those people widely aren't considered to be kyopos. And then there and there are people like me who were born and raised in a different country uh, their entire lives. So yeah, I don't know. Like I said, like it's so interesting that that there's this one label or there's, or there's this one identity, but there are so many unique and varied experiences under it. 그래서 제가 한국에 있을 동안은 어 우리 친 조부모님 쪽에 같이 시간을 보내고 싶어서 제가 창원으로 내려갔어요. 근데 제가 창원에 있다가 다시 서울에 올라올 때 대구에 있는 친구들이랑 어 같이 시간을 보냈는데 근데 저녁을 먹고 있었어요. 근데 저녁을 먹는 동안 저한테 물어봤어요. 너는 한국 한국어 배우는 거에서 왜 이렇게 많이 노력하냐고 차라리 그 시간 그 에너지로 그냥 다른 언어를 배우는 게더 좋을 수 있다고 그렇게 얘기했어요. 근데 제가 얘기했던 거는 나는 항상 어렸을 때부터 우리 부모님은 너는 한국 사람이고 너는 한국어를 할줄 알아야 된다. 너는 우리 문화를 무조건 배워야 한다. 약간 그렇게 시켜서 저는 어렸어 어려서부터 약간 그런 욕심이 있다고 설명했어요. 근데 제가 어 이제 한국에서 평생 살았던 사람들이랑 얘기하니까 아 내가 이것을 소중하게 생각하는데 근데 이 하, 평생 한국에서만 살았던 사람들은 뭐 특히 소중하게 안 생각을 하잖아요. 왜냐면 저는 그냥 집에서만 한국 문화, 한국어를 쓸수 있고 그것을 경험할 수 있, 있는데 근데 한국에 살면 그냥 아무데나 가도 이거 평생 그거 한국 것을 평, 한국 것을 그냥 볼수 있고 듣고 하고 그냥 있잖아요. 근데 그래서 저는 소중, 소중하게 느껴도 친구들한테 안 그래서 그것도 보고 아 우리는 서로 그것을 좀 이해를 못하네 그, 그렇게 싶었어요. 근데 제가 자꾸 어, 인컨거시에서 얘기했었는데 제가 이제 크면서 제 스스로 이제 한국어를 자꾸 어, 안 배우려고 그러면 잊어볼 수도 있고 하고 이제 제가 혼자 어 <웃음> 이제 제가 어른을 되면서 이런 선택을 좀 하고 고민도 많이 해야 된다고 그렇게 느꼈어요. Okay, so I think with that we can go into our first music break of the night. And these are two songs that I really love. So I hope you guys will also love them. 그래서 우리 첫두 노래를 틀어줄게요. 제가 되게 좋아하는 노래라서 그래서 다 듣는 분들도 좋아하면 했겠어요. 그래서 제가 대구 있는 동안 친구들 두 명을 만났는데 근데 한 명은 작가라서 우리가 어 교보 그 교보 책방으로 갔어요. 왜냐면 제가 원래 한국 있는 동안 어 책을 사고 싶었어요. 시 수업을 들으는 동안 진짜 한국어를 좀 많이 배웠었던 것 같고요. 하고 제가 이미 얘기하고 듣는 거를 듣는 부분에는 좀 편해서 그래서 읽는 거와 쓰는 거를 어좀 늘고 싶어서 이제 한국 있는 동안 책을 사야겠다 싶었어요. 근데 다행히 제가 어그 작가 친구를 만났을 때 책을 추천해줘서 어 책을 바, 
책을 사왔습니다. 근데 제가 어, 책을 두개 줬는데 근데 하나는 이거 에세이고 두 번째 책은 어, 시, 시, <웃음> 시집인데 근데 시집은 좀 어려워서 <웃음> 지금은 아직 안 아직은 못 읽어봤고요. 근데 그래서 제가 지금 그 에세이들을 읽고 있어요. 그 제목은 아무튼 게스트하우스? 근데 좀 매력이 많은 에세이인 것 같아요. 왜냐면 제가 어 솔직히 말하면 이것도 잘 많이 못 읽었는데 좀 매력이 많은 책인 것 같고 하고 제가 읽을 때는 딱이 작가가 상상하는 거를 이해할 수 있는 것 같아요. 딱 그게 눈에 보여요. So while I was in Korea, I had a mission, and that mission was to buy some Korean books. Because honestly, I feel like taking that poetry class last semester really helped, especially because I'm pretty comfortable speaking and listening. My reading and writing skills need need a bit of work. Let's just let's just put it like that. So I felt like I got a lot out of that poetry class, and I feel like. Continuing to read Korean is really going to help me um, maintain and also expand my vocabulary. So I wanted to buy some books. But luckily, while I was in Daegu um, meeting my friends, one of my friends is actually a writer. So he, um, so he gave me two books. One is a series of essays and the other is a collection of poems. The collection of poems is a bit more difficult Um, they have like hanja, which are like Chinese characters and stuff. And I'm not at that level. They use a bunch of really sophisticated language. So that's so that's a little intimidating. That's a challenge for later on after I finish um, the series of essays. And to be honest with you, I haven't been able to read a lot um, of I haven't been able to read much of the essays. But so far, from what I've read, I really liked it. I think it's really charming and. Just whenever the author writes, um, the author has has like a very vivid way of setting um, the scenery, and I feel like when I, like whatever they're writing about, I can just see it like directly in my mind's eye, like as though it's happening right in front of me. So so far, I really like it, um, and I and there are like a couple of quotes that I really liked that um, I'll share with you guys, and also this is probably going to be. A recurring thing throughout in Konglish because last semester I would do a little introduction and then read um, the poems and my translations of them and then I would go off on a tangent and then we would end um, an episode of in Konglish like that so that'll probably be the same format for this semester where I start out with something else and then I'll read either an essay or a poem, share my thoughts on it, maybe share a couple of quotes that I like. I don't think it'll be reasonable for me to read out an entire um, chapter or poem. Well, maybe I would read a poem, but maybe not um, a vignette from an essay because that's way too much. And I don't think I could read confidently. But yeah, so anyways, from the first vignette that I read, um, this was one quote, like one of the quotes that I really liked was, 일상에서 조용히 빛나는 시간. So I would honestly, I feel like the most direct translation is um, time that quietly shines. Okay, so 일상 is like daily life. 조용히 is like quietly and 빛나는, and 빛나는 or like 빛나다 is like to shine or to sparkle. And 시간 is time. So it's like, 
the time that quietly shines day to day in your daily life. I don't I don't really know how to translate it because again my goal wasn't translating this is mostly pulling quotes of being like oh I really like this. Um, but the context of this quote is that he's um, is that the main character he is spending time with his family. Um, he talks about his two children and his wife and them going through like the daily routine of okay come home eat dinner wash up put the kids to bed um, play with them read them bedtime stories. And uh, and he's talking about, like, these small, intimate moments are what's important to him with his family. And I feel like this vignette does a really good job of romanticizing the small moments. Like, you can really feel how precious they are to this author, um, or I guess to the character, because the title of this vignette is called Ulgua Kessethause. So it means, like, depression and guesthouse. So... With that, you, I feel like you can kind of infer the the greater narrative arc of this vignette. Um, and this person talks a lot about their family and how it relates to his reason for living, I guess. Or it like it kind of contrasts, or I don't know, it like measures it against the depression that this person is experiencing and how their family is what's keeping him anchored. I don't know. I thought it was really sweet. And I don't know, it, it's just kind of nice having that like little slice of life, like domestic scene. And going along with that, another quote that I really liked was, So, is dinner, um, is forever, is like um, to continue, or uh, is like, to think that it's it's like to to think or i don't know or to assume that it keeps happening that or that or that this thing is going to happen if that makes sense is like if um in the end and gunanda is like to end so basically this translated this quote would mean um you think that that um, dinner is going to last forever, continuously, but in the end, it ends. And again, this author is talking from the standpoint of like a very ordinary scene of him eating dinner with his two kids and his wife. Um, but but what I appreciated about this scene is that it doesn't feel redundant. Like it doesn't feel like, oh, this is boring. Why are we reading this? Um, it's still engaging in a way. Again, I don't know how to explain this or translate it in English in a way where it came, where it carries that same intention. But so far, I really like this. I couldn't see why my friend really liked this um, series of essays. I would like to read more. Um, we'll see how much I can get done. But I'll continue to share this um, with you guys as I read it and share my thoughts. And I also thought it was really interesting that they started the book off um, talking about uh, issues of mental health and depression, especially because, at least from what I've seen, it seems like topics of mental health are still somewhat taboo in Korea. So, um, oh, and there was also this one book that was all the rage a few years ago that I saw at Kobumungo. I have a copy of it. I haven't gotten around to reading it. It's it's part of the list. I'll get to it eventually, I promise. Um, but it's called or like it's something along those lines. It's called 
um, I want to eat dakboki, but I want to die. And it's another book about uh, mental health. I I read like the first five or six pages, and it's basically about um, this woman and her conversations with her therapist. So, yeah, I don't know. I think it's interesting how literature and mass media are are finding ways to talk about important, but maybe not one like totally socially acceptable so- like topics. Um, I feel like in the U.S. at least, and and at, at least in my generation, I could be wrong, but I feel like with the people that I'm around a lot, like mental health really isn't that taboo. Like people, and like, I don't know, like I'll ask my friends to go get coffee and they'll tell me, oh no, like I have an appointment with my therapist. Like it's not something that people look down on you for, like if you are struggling with your mental health. And also like everybody has hard days. Like I don't think it's bad to have a therapist. Um, which, by the way, I will say the opinions expressed in this um, broadcast do not reflect the opinions of WSUM, the Board of Regents, or UW-Madison. I feel like it's not a negative opinion to have, but still, you can never be too sure. 그래서 제가 이 책을 읽으면서 어, 되게, 되게 좋았어요. 왜냐면 이 책에는 딱 느끼는 게 이게 되게... 어, 일생에서 대한 얘기도 얘기에도 아직 이 캐릭터한테는 되게 소중한 거고 하고 되게 중요한 거라고 느껴져요. 왜냐면 딱이 책을 열을 때이 처음 이이 이 처음 얘기는 울과 게스트하우스라고 어 제목이 있어요. 근데 제가 좀 놀랐어요. 왜냐면 딱 책을 열는데 이이첫 이야기는 그 우울증에서 대한 얘기라서 좀 놀랐는데 근데 제가 읽으면서 약간 되게 마음에 쉽게 들어가는 어, 에세이였던 것 같아요. 그래서 이거 역시 작가들은 글을 잘 안다. <웃음> 그거 그렇게 생각했어요. Um, yeah, so honestly, I kind of touched on this a little bit, but especially during my trip to Korea, I kind of realized like, wow, this is like when you're in Korea you're kind of surrounded by the culture and language like you can't help but not learn the language like if you're a child right so I honestly remember talking to some adults um in Korea like for example when I was traveling in Spain and stuff and they told me like oh my gosh your Korean is so good like you've lived abroad your whole life but how do you know how to speak Korean and I told them well my parents like it it was just kind of an expectation from day one that we would speak Korean in the house. And again, the whole, you're Korean, you have to know how to speak Korean thing. Um, and now when I was in Korea, I kind of realized like, like that's hard. I mean, um, I think in middle school, my parents had the decision to move back to Korea and ultimately we decided to not go for personal reasons. But um, I heard stories and like I've met people who basically moved back when they were in middle school or the age that I would have been if we had moved back. And they had a hard time adjusting to Korea. Like, like of course, like they're good at speaking now, but um, it made me realize like it's hard to raise kids, but it's even harder to raise kids in a minority language and a minority culture. And I honestly have a lot more respect. I mean, not that I didn't respect my parents' efforts to make sure that we grew up as Koreans, but now I have a much more profound respect and it kind of make and, and like I thought about it and I thought okay if I were to have a hypothetical child could I raise them as a Korean and honestly the answer is I don't 
know if I could. Like, I don't have a lot of confidence. And my parents kind of joke all the time of like, haha, I guess you'll have to marry a Korean person. And I'm like, I guess, but I'm a Korean person. Like, it's weird. I still don't know how to define myself within like the whole Korean American diaspora thing, but I still do consider myself to be Korean. Like when I was talking to my friends in Daegu, I was telling them about how it's, it's strange for me to especially go back to Seoul because every single time we've been in Korea, Uh, we've stayed in the same apartment in Seoul because that's where my grandparents have lived like even before my mom was married so in all of my memories of being in Korea like it's that same neighborhood it's that exact apartment it's the exact room where I sleep in like like that place feels like a home to me like whenever I go to Korea like that's where I think of or like whenever I talk about Korea that's what I talk about so it's weird because yes I do consider myself Korean but I don't know if I'm like real Korean if that makes sense like like I feel like it's been diffused through other people And I've talked about this in a previous episode, like even when my dad was on, but for the longest time I considered my parents to be like true or like pure Koreans. But even now, like after living in the US for over 20 years, like they're Korean American too. And that was like a revelation that I had as an adult of like, wait, you guys aren't just my parents, like you're also people. Um, So yeah, it's, I mean, and I'm sure that like this definition or I guess the ways that I identify myself not just to me, but to other people will change, especially as I interact and I meet other people um, who are Korean and part of the Korean diaspora. But yeah, I don't know. Lots lots of things to, to think about. Lots of things to mull over. 그래서 제가 한국에 있을 때 제가 충분히 이해를 하게 됐어요. 왜냐면 뭐 제가 어려서부터 제가 아까 말했는데 우리 부모님은 항상 너하고 너 오빠는 한국 사람이라서 한국어를 배워야 한다. 그렇게 얘기하면서 한국어를 교육시켰는데 근데 제가 이제 뭐 혼자 외국에서 여행도 다니면서 한국 사람들을 많이 만났어요. 근데 항상 그분들이 얘기했던 거는 어 평생 한국 밖에서 외국에서 살았는데 뭐 한국어를 잘한다고 얘기했어요. 근데 저는 뭐 우리 집에는 그냥 평생 그렇게 살아서 뭐 특히 뭐 특별하다고 별로 안 생각했어요. 근데 제가 이제 한국에 다녀온 다음에 진짜 뭐 우리 부모는 대, 부모님들은 대단하다고 그렇게 생각이 조금 더어 강하게 하고 있어요. 왜냐면 뭐 애들도 키우는 게 어려운데 근데 또그 위에서 어뭐 미국에는 평생 영어를 쓰고 하고 미국에서 이뭐 역사 그런 거를 배우니까 뭐 한국 문화 언어를 배운 가르치는 게 어려운데 근데 제 생각에는 우리 부모님은 그것을 되게 잘한 것 같아요. 그래서 엄마 아빠 되게 감사하고요. 어 제가 이제 그 생각을 하면서 제가 고민했어요. 내가 만약에 지금 애를 키우면 내가 그 애한테 한국 사람이라는 약간 그런 내가 내가 배웠던 것처럼 그 문화 그 언어를 가르쳐 줄수 있는지 생각했는데 솔직히 잘 못할 것 같아요. 하고 뭐 물론 우리 부모님께서 항상 농담을 해요. 이거 뭐 그러면 그냥 한국 살면 결혼할 수 있다고. 근데 솔직히 전, 저는 아까 얘기한 것처럼 그런 욕심이 있긴 있어요. 뭐 항상 제가 어려서부터 너는 한국 사람이라고 들어서 나는 내 스스로 혼자 누구한테 그 한국 문화, 한국어를 가르치, 가르치고 싶은 그런 능력을 생기고 싶어요. 어, 근데, 뭐 제가 자꾸 살면서 그, 그런 마음도 바뀔 수 있고 하고 내가 스스로 나를 보는 눈도 바뀔 수 있는데, 근데, 
어 진짜 한국에서 특히 혼자 처음으로 다녀왔으니까 이거 다녀온 다음에 생각도 많이 바뀌었고 어 저의 부모님, 저의 가족, 저 <웃음> 어, 그런 생각들이 좀 많이 바뀐 것 같아요. And I think that 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 on that note, um, it's that this is the end of the first episode of In Conglish for this semester. If you stayed this long, thank you and have a great rest of your night. And I'll see you back here next week. But if you're still looking for a quality program to listen to, my friend Lexi is on in like I don't know, yeah, on basically right after I end the show. So stick around if you want some quality programming, um, and if you want some quality Conglish programming. Come back next week. 그래서 오늘은 여기까지 할것 같은데 근데 제가 이제 다음 주에 또 다시 이 시간에 만날게요. 감사합니다.